What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode. Actually, to our first episode of Perception is a fucking bitch, man, in 2021. And like all great things, we're starting off with Viktor Frankl, Holocaust survivor, existential philosopher, and the founder of Logotherapy. Still don't know what the fuck that is, but either way, I love, 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 love Viktor Frankl's um, existential philosophy that he wrote, and we thought to share this on our very first episode in 2021. Hope you guys are doing good. Sarah and I are back. We're live. We're kicking it. Don't know what to tell y'all. If you made it to 2021, I guess you've got something going for you. You survived 2020. Lifetime Achievement Award, but you ain't winning no Grammys for that shit. Stick around. It should be fun. And I'm not even high or drunk yet. On today's episode of Perception, it's a fucking bitch. Man, y'all gotta love the rebranding there. (laughs) I think it is important to preface that I'm not high or drunk <laughs> you sound like clinton right now i did not have sex <laughs> with, that, with woman. that woman or or maybe i sound like uh what was the other guy's name nixon i am not a crook <laughs> it's like a it's like a husband in bed cheating to it looking at his wife saying it's not what it looks like <laughs> <laughs> she's just on top of me but i don't know why <laughs> it's not what it looks she's like. i'm sick She's tucking me into bed. <laughs> Giving you CPR. <laughs> mouth to mouth resuscitation. Anyway, what's up, happy people? Welcome to 2021, the year of our Lord, 2021. I haven't said that in a long time, the year of our Lord. I know, you're you, weird. You hate that, don't you? <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it is the year of our Lord. You sound like you're like in Robin Hood, like medieval. <laughs> My name is Sir Robin Hood. Anyway, um... Today, I, I, this quote has been floating in my head mm-hmm. for the longest time. It's a good, good quote. This Viktor Frankl quote. Mm-hmm. Should we just? I can never remember his name. Every time I'm like, "What's his name?" Think Victor, Victor Frankl. Frankenstein, but Frankl. Frankl. Yes. I keep. I'm gonna okay, forget. No it in worries. Five seconds. <laughs> no worries. Okay. Um, he's got this amazing quote. I mm-hmm. think it's it's we we need to just play it and just let it play the recording just play the recording of the quote because you you don't feel like you can live up to that uh, magnitude of the the baritone voice voice, the deep you don't got that voice that motivational voice you know i don't have that that. who's your dirty voice yeah yeah, i don't have that rich deep inspirational voice i'm gonna just let the people i'm gonna let the man talk when we are no longer able to change a situation We are challenged to change ourselves. Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. See that that's what I was talking about. That was just deep. I, I don't I can't do that baritone <laughs> voice like that, you know. That nope. it's so inspirational. But I I love the message mm-hmm. of the quote. The last of the human freedoms. 
the ability yeah. to change your perspective if you cannot change your it's circumstance. All in your mind, man. It's all in the fucking mind. It's all in your mind. And we understand this. But as all things, perception is a fucking bitch, man. <laughs> it living it out. Yeah. The practice of it on a day to day. It's not it's as not easy as, easy as, as it seems. It's not as easy as it sounds, right? Because Viktor Frankl was a he was he was on the concentration camps. He was a Jew who was captured by the Germans and sent mm-hmm. to a concentration camp. Mm-hmm. Pretty tough situation to find yourself by any account, right? And I think anyone who finds themselves in this situation goes through what we call the five stages of grief. <laughs> okay. You know, you're fighting like this can't be happening to me. Oh, denial, shit. denial. Yeah. It's you're not you're, it's you're, not real. That, you're drinking that denial hard. That brand of whiskey <laughs> called that's denial. My favorite. Yeah. That's my that's favorite my shit. that's my favorite brand of tequila that's is denial. Shit. That's my shit. Yeah. So you're you're going through these five stages of grief. This can't be happening to mm-hmm. me. Oh shit, this is happening to me. Oh fuck, somebody get me the fuck out of here and there comes that phase of acceptance. And I think people accept in different ways. Yeah. Viktor Frankl was somebody who decided to find meaning in the suffering. Some he measure ha- of peace. He had this quote. He said, if life has meaning, then my suffering also has to have meaning. And if I cannot change Beautiful. my circumstance, then I can change my outlook towards mm-hmm. my circumstance and therefore change my life. Yeah. It's Beautiful. I mean, 2020 has been such a a daunting year, such a traumatizing year. And I think as we exit that, or now we have exited that, we're in 2021 now. And it's, you, I think we have to be careful in like getting our mindset switched now, because I, I feel like a lot of people have this mindset, like 2020 was garbage. It was a terrible year. Um, lots of pain, lots of suffering. And so it was a wash and they're putting all their hopes now on 2021. And from what this quote is saying, our greatest asset is our choice to, to make it choose, uh, to choose how our, how we're going to see the situation. And I don't think a lot of people are doing that. They're letting the situation dictate their outlook. Right. It's like you wake up in 2021 and guess what? Corona is still here. Yeah. The virus hasn't gone Nothing's anywhere. changed. No. Um, it's You're still probably in the same financial, spiritual, emotional situation mm-hmm. you were in And there's not two a days real ago. solution around the corner no. for a lot of us. It's- and the example you and I used was like, even if I lost you, which mm-hmm. would have been the worst thing that could have happened in worst 2020. Worst case scenario. I can still control my perspective. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't grieve. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't be sad. It would mean, though, that I could choose to to make or give whatever interpretation I wanted to your dying. I could give and create meaning mm-hmm. to the life you've lived and 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 ultimately change my outlook, change Absolutely. change my grieving process. Turn it from just outright existential depression to maybe mm-hmm. existential happiness at a life lived and exactly, time yeah. I got to share with somebody I loved, even though I wish I had more time. Mm-hmm. I'm still grateful. Honoring them. And right. So, I remember, actually, I think I said that to you yesterday. I was like, you know, if I die, I need you to like eat, drink and fuck a lot and have lots of fun be, be, <laughs> because you have to live for the both of us now. You have to soak up 
all of that. You and have I, yeah. One of us has to now carry the torch and finish what we set yeah. this this life we set to create together. And I really hope that that would be the the choice and how you chose to perceive if if I was the one who who went first because the worst thing I think you could do is choose to die alongside me to choose to shrivel up or not find joy anymore. Um, that's that's that choice. That's that perspective, and you have to honor yourself. Did I tell you the story of what happened? How my grandma died? Um, I think so. I so my 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 grandpa died, mm-hmm. and my grandma sank into a deep depression oh, yeah. that killed her four months later mm-hmm. after he died. That is actually really common. Like, uh, uh, it's really common in elderly couples for them to follow because they're not, they don't have the, the strength to mentally fight through that level of loss at that time in their they're, life. They're not able to switch their mind frame mm-hmm. or their mindset. Yeah. Is it so? Is it just easier when you're young or? I think when you have more road ahead of you, sometimes there's more of a reason more to potentially not give up. Because there's that idea, if I'm in my 20s or 30s and I give up now and I let myself die and just waste away under depression, I'm losing potentially great years down the road. But when you're already old and and you know you're at the end of your life and you have that level of loss or trauma happen to you, it's like, there's no down the road. This doesn't give, like, I'm already at the end of my road. It's just more Their perception chooses them. Dwell. They don't yeah. choose the perspective. It's There's just... nothing beyond that a lot of times for them to hope for. And now if they have potentially family or, or things that they're still striving for, then I think that changes. I think there's, there is a lot of more um, mindset to choose and hope. And they've proven time. This is the entire concept around placebos. You realize that, right? Yep. Everything around placebos is the, it quantifies how we talk about perception, right? Mm-hmm. So perception is a choice. It's how our mind affects our body. And they, this is so scientific. They know our perception affects how our body reacts. So giving you a sugar pill can technically still change the outlook, your cellular DNA, like inside of you. Based on how you're thinking, based mm-hmm. on what you perceive to be true and to be reality, right? That's so, fucking. Cr- I, sorry. No, no, it's it's not crazy. When it's I it's think our about entire. That, it just it's, hits me deep. It's like, our it's our entire philosophy. We've said that the the reason people perception don't understand still how big perception is and why it's so important. Because people still think about perception in very surface terms, like mm-hmm. you know, social experiments, and oh, I see a six and he sees a nine. That kind of bullshit. What we're talking about is in the way our interpretations, our perceptions create life lived, create mm-hmm. the reality of what our lives are. The ripple effects. The ripple effects, the raw emotions, the times you were mad, the times you were sad, the experiences and the emotions that become yeah. life lived for you are all exactly. created by interpretations that you or other mm-hmm. people are making. And that is as existential as any point can get. Right. The fact that the the way my grandma chose to see my grandpa dying is Mm -hmm. what ultimately led to the reality of her Her dying. And she was fairly young. She was was very young and and fit. Yeah. So death is is, that happened. Yeah. Created by the perception she had just could not. Right. So when we look at Viktor Frankl, Mm -hmm. Holocaust survivor, concentration camp, by all accounts, not a fun place to be. Probably one of the worst life sentences a person could ever endure. Mm -hmm. Or even I think about, 
you know, and maybe I'm qualified to say this, African slaves and how like that Negro spiritual, the songs and the hymns of just, to some degree, you have to feel like that's people saying, if I can't change my situation, I can change. Yeah. I can choose to be happy. Absolutely. Yeah, I can choose my true. outlook. I will, they have to I will, have something to uplift them or you just give up. You just die, right? Yeah. Life becomes pointless. Mm-hmm. So in that very Negro spiritual kind of way, all, you know, those hymns when we watch the movies like the 12 Years a Slave that just captivate you almost like Christian hymns do, you know, yeah. like that was the life of Viktor Frankl through the concentration camps. Mm-hmm. And what came out of it was this existential therapy called logotherapy, mm-hmm. where he basically, and he pioneered this quote so like do you know what can you explain to me what logotherapy is i'm not going to try because that's not my domain expertise and i <laughs> no, don't you I, said it with such authority i was like what is this hey, shit? I, i'm using that male privilege to my advantage right now you know a man just say something like oh logotherapy. confident <laughs> and people are like oh this motherfucker must know what he's talking about but in the famous words of Richard Nixon, I am not a crook. So, <laughs> I'm not a con artist. So I'm not going to try to try pretend. Not to act like that, you know what try, you're doing. Yeah, I'm not even going to put that perception out there like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Even though I can pause the podcast, go check it up, and now try to sound like an expert. Not going to do that. We'll, I'll Google it later. Don't worry about we'll it. We'll keep it real. But I can speak to the existential philosophy side okay. of what he created, right? So Speak to me, baby. Yeah. Existential philosophy and you know all the big names in this field the albert camus the oh. um soren kierkegaards the the who else is there uh Friedrich some other nietzsche. guy with a weird name let's keep it <laughs> nietzsche. going no one can fucking pronounce is it nietzsche is it nietzsche no one knows we just nietzsche <laughs> nietzsche um it's uh, gonna be your name someday is this aking bait or aking body what i is don't it? know if if i make it into the world of anyway don't <laughs> If I make it up there with the greats, I would die a happy man. You would probably already be dead. Because most philosophers don't don't become They don't become philosophers or relevant until they die. Which is depressing if I'll choose to focus on the happy side. Change my mindset here. Change Change my perspective. perspective. Okay. There's some pros to me being famous after I die. But... You know, he chose to see this moment as what good could come out of this. And you mm-hmm. see people who go to prison and write books in prison. They come out authors, you know, and mm-hmm. or in their doctorate or yes, and and they change this outlook. Their mm-hmm. outlook gives them this life, the best possible life they could have lived with the circumstances given. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what perception and changing your ha- your your mindset is. It gives you the opportunity to live the best life possible due to the even with the the best life the limitation will allow. Yeah. So what is the best life somebody uh-huh. in a concentration camp can live? What yeah. does that like look like? Like we're all dealt the hand we're dealt. You can't control what country you're born in or what skin color you're born in or what you're how your mind works, your genetics, you can't choose that shit. It's just, it, it is what it is. And, and from that, you have to decide your life trajectory, your path. And that's all, that's all mindset. That's overcoming, like knowing that you can still get the best out of life or mm-hmm. the best life that, like you said, your, your hand was dealt, like play the best game with your hand. Yeah. Don't try to win all the games. Yeah. Right. So when you look at 2020 or when I look at some of the frustrations people have in their lives, a lot of what becomes existential depression mm-hmm. is people trying to change the circumstances that, frankly, if you did, like, 
if you were self-aware and just honest with yourself, you know these are circumstances we don't change. I think human beings have this arrogance to think that we influence society or we influence the environment. The environment doesn't influence mm-hmm. us. Overstating you know, our importance. Yes. Just human arrogance. It's like, no, we are very much subjects to our environment here. Yeah. There is no free will. <laughs> it, <laughs> free will is a myth we invented to make us feel like we're in some kind of control, like mm-hmm. there's somebody at the wheel. But no, your life is very much subject to- A series to, of chance. Yeah. A series of chance. It's completely random. There is no, There is no- perfect answer there is no right path it's all just life lived and learning how to roll with that life lived and make the best of it um and i've talked about this with you a lot before where this has been um because you and i have both suffered from depression at different times and one of the tools i learned to combat that was choosing my mindset every day and finding that one thing it could be one simple thing to kind could of be hold going to Starbucks to. and just holding that yeah, cup of like, coffee oh, and I looking just... deep into the eyes of that coffee, like <laughs> you my soulmate my right shit. now. I did my, my shit, shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> All I need is this little moment. You know what that reminds me of? What's that? That uh new Pixar movie Soul. Oh, talk to me about Soul. Oh, talk it was such a good and actually very philosophical and deep kind of if y'all haven't seen Pixar is just making all these philosophically deep. That's what they're known for. They don't do like surface D- level. Disney stupid does the surface cartoons. level bullshit, like you know, <laughs> just sleeping happy beauty. Unicorns and all yeah, yeah, the yeah. mindless shit. Pixar will get deep. They will. They will hit you. You got to mm-hmm. be an intellectual to watch a Pixar movie. If it not, entertain the kids and give the adults something to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're on them psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was even thinking about how this these kind of movies really do do give um, kids. I think the building blocks, the tools to reference when they grow older, because they won't get it now when they're five, six, and they're watching. They won't get that they're talking about the existential point of life, because all of soul is like, basically, uh, no spoilers here, but there's this one soul in the, not it's not heaven, but in the soul creation factory, basically. And, And he doesn't, he, she doesn't want to go down to earth. And that, it's like, it's so deep because when you think about the trauma of life, it's like you and I have come. So, so let, let me talk about this. Not be born. Let, let me talk about this. There, there's there's a lot of tangents we can go on here. Jesus. So, so there's yeah, a soul. Look. There's a soul in heaven that doesn't want to come to earth. Uh-huh. Right. This was number twenty-two, mm-hmm. and it's reflective of the time we said that. Look, I didn't choose to be born. Yeah. I didn't choose Someone this. Someone just yanked me I out was, of non-existence. If you had, if I had choice, if uh-huh. free will was really a thing, and somebody asked for my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> pre-birth right. i would look at earth and go they got disease war <laughs> perception racism fuck racism all the they got perception the they got perceptions all these perceptions i think i'm good here in heaven yeah why Just chill so you're telling me let me go down to earth and then risk not making it back to heaven lest i you know fall short and sin yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm already here so number 22 was like that character who embodied that concept like Like, i'm not going down mm -hmm. to earth this does not seem worth it yeah so in in the rest of the movie 
the the main the soul gets put in the wrong body essentially and gets to experience a day in the life as a human without having lived a life. And this there was that is, this moment. This is the part where the movie lost me because even after the, oh, know, he ate pizza and I go, oh, you know, pizza was so good. It makes me want to yeah, give oh, up. This, these give are up spoilers. These so luxury, if you haven't yeah, yeah. to watch the movie and you don't want spoilers. The, the soul came down to her, ate pizza and now like, oh, oh, oh I, I can't get pizza. <laughs> that was moral. <laughs> that really wasn't. <laughs> oh, this pizza is so good. It's worth now trading in heaven. Live. Now I want to live on earth. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. He ain't lying he, though. Yeah. <laughs> Lion. There's mansions in heaven. There's not pizza in heaven. It's, you're in a fucking mansion with streets of gold. Fuck, I don't have my pizza. I don't want to go. All right, all right. But anyway, pizza mansion no, no, and no. streets of gold. What are you risking? Are you risking all that for a slice of pizza? Fuck yeah. Okay. I'm just giving plot holes where the movie lost me. <laughs> uh, no, but there was that moment where he was sitting on the step. And that little, I don't know what the leaf is called, that two-pronged leaf that flutters as it's coming down, the little twisty ones. I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't remember what they're called. Anyways, I think I knew at some point, but anyways, I'm way too gone to think of it. Okay. You're not gone. You're here. If you were gone, you would not be here. You'd be there, but you're here, so you're not gone. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) oh you're cute okay so anyways the flutter thing comes down lands on his lap this little leaf and he's looking up through the side and it's just that peaceful moment you know one of those moments where you're like i could do this shit like i could be alive i I can handle this this is beautiful it's precious it's i'm glad to be alive in this moment and it's a solitary moment because the rest of it is shit it's like you get (laughs) most of life is shit we it's just good moments well, it's that small yeah moments that like little flicker of time we're like shit that was that was a special moment that was or maybe this is just our perception being a bitch we <laughs> say most of life shit but somebody heard that good these these lack of perspective motherfuckers but anyways that's that's the spark that gave him that idea like I can live I can be or give twenty two I think it was a girl twenty two yeah it was a girl spirit. Though I'm not going to label her pronoun. She can okay. be what she wants to be. Let's <laughs> not put labels on her. So it's a soul still. It hasn't decided yet. There you go. Anyway. Soul had a female voice. <laughs> so I think by deductive reasoning, we could say it's a girl. Not necessarily. I don't get okay. I'll move anyways. off this one because I don't want some left. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. So weird. What was I saying? The soul, the girl. Yeah, I could do this. Like it's that moment, that spark that gives you the the, the perspective, that moment to choose what your what your outlook is going to be, and you can find that moment and hold on to it. So again, my tool in life was to always find that little flicker, that little spark, a quiet moment. Maybe it's like just me playing with Willow and uh, that's our that's our cat by the way like our, my little kitten she's my baby so maybe it's playing with Willow maybe it's going on a, a nice walk with you whatever it is it's like it's that, that small moment and let that carry you on in those shitty moments when it sucks but you have to have something to hold on to and you have to find whatever that is and it's it, it will change for every person think about a guy like what's his name Kurt Kursk Victor Victor Frankel. I don't I don't know why I can't. 
I don't know why you're struggling with this one. You know my name, Dejia Kingbari. You know how long it took me to learn that? But you can't get Victor Frankel. The first name is easy, Victor. The last name. I can't hold it in my brain. I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. But it's, imagine that guy, like you said, living through the Holocaust, probably the worst experience that you can possibly have, or one of the worst and and having something being trying to find something in each day to hold on to like can you imagine what that would be so let me ask you this is it too much to ask people to change perspective on a situation is it arrogant or is it even fair to ask them i think because again like look at the source who's asking a guy like victor frankel if he's saying it's possible that's my point if okay. he can find something so then him if, telling you like check your perspective it's not just so the he's situation. validated what he's yeah exactly he he has it's like you've earned the right to say that because you've been through the shit it's like when you when you're from the streets you'll only respect someone else from the streets telling you oh this shit over here is not what you think it is right if someone else in a suit who's never experienced your life came in and told you something, it, it wouldn't matter for shit because he doesn't you would, know where you would have to from. know that he's been right. Right, because the guy in the where suit could are. have been where you are. But yeah, but only, he has yeah. to prove that prove that he's been where you are. Okay. So Victor Frankel, I got it right that time. Victor Frankel, he's been in that shit. So it doesn't matter how much you've lost, how much the world has shit out on you. No one can claim you just don't understand. My life is so hard. So when he's calling on you and saying, guys, guys, like, hold up. I know this shit is real. I know it's rough, but you can check your perspective. And that's the ultimate reality check. That's the ultimate control. That's the ultimate reality. That's the last of the human. Right. It's what it was like mm-hmm. the human privilege. And I, I think that's very, very true. When he's telling you that he's got street cred, if you said it it has a lot more street cred than if i said it you've been through some more shit than me so you saying hey i went through all this trauma and i'm telling you you've got to check your perspective right now we'll be right back hey happy people hope you're enjoying the tipsy philosophical banter between deji and i so far today as we discuss the many ways in which perception is a bitch. We'd like to take this quick break to top off our tequila and remind all y'all bitches that you can submit your questions, comments, or topic ideas to our email piabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find the links to our PIAB book, merch, and Instagram in the links attached to this episode. All right, now that that bullshit's out of the way and we've re-upped on our favorite inhibition-lowering, mind-expanding, and giggle-inducing substances, let's get back to it. Welcome back, happy people. So, you know, it's it's important to also preface here mm-hmm. that we're, there's an element of common sense to this also too in choosing to create a different reality if you can't control your situation. Like, 
a woman in an abusive relationship. We're mm-hmm. not saying, oh, just change Stay your perception. There, yeah. And, you know, be happy it, with it the shit that you're changes, living through. Right, right. Like there's an element of common sense mm-hmm. uh, because Viktor Frankl is really talking about situations that are outside your physically outside your control. Like you can't which, do anything to affect the I outcome also see of how reality. perceptions a bitch here because a woman in an abusive relationship could in fact believe that this is a situation outside of her control. No, there's always has. a choice to stay. There's always I, I mean get unless that. you're like we see the choice. I'm talking about the, the person who does not see the choice. Mm-hmm. And it may not be the extreme of being chained to a basement, just from their perspective, from their mental capacity. But that's the the point. We're not allowing for that. Okay, you are just not even letting that be a choice. No. Okay. Not what I'm saying. You have to acknowledge that it is a choice. Okay. And therefore, you can't just change your outlook on that shitty situation. Again, unless someone has you physically hostage where you couldn't leave, it is your choice to sit there. So it's your choice to take it. Okay. And I'm, I'm not Fair saying there's enough. not mentally fucked up shit that's causing you to make that choice, but, but it you're is not a choice. Let, okay. You're not affecting your reality. The women who choose to leave, those are the ones who affected their outlook and said, I ha- I'm in this situation that feels outside of my control. Got it. Okay. I'm going to choose to control it and take control of my So the choice to outlook. leave was them taking control of their Choosing perception. Their, yes, to, and then being a victim to and a And then the outcome leaving is mm-hmm. a, a net result of, yes. got it, change your perception. Okay. So I, I like that. that. That was very good dialogue. That, that, was, mm-hmm. that was great to preface because I was thinking that all through the first half of the show. Like We're not just saying grin and bear it. Right. Like. Perception's a bitch. And you can give great advice, but depending on how somebody takes the advice, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> they hear it the wrong way or it hits them some type of way based on factors they can't control, their mm-hmm. upbringing. You know, people would think they got free will, but they really don't because... <laughs> Your, even your interpretation to advice is largely contextual to the context you grew up in or mm-hmm. the things you believe, the part of the world you come you from. Raised, yeah, all of it. But ah, I got free will. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not, not subject. That matters for I'm shit. not subject to perception and to perspective and to influence. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> exactly. Especially in today's day and age, I feel like we're more subject to influence than ever before. Like I feel like there's all of this, and this is very like conspiracy theorist sounding, but I feel like the media and the world is orchestrated around keeping us distracted at specific times. So that our we're not as aware going through life as we should be. Our perception isn't as tuned in. I would challenge you on that because I think life philosophy tells us, existential philosophy tells us that human beings are cursed with freedom. <laughs> like we don't we are painfully, painfully existentially mm-hmm. free. Yeah. And that creates a boredom in life that creates a painful existence and people just want to numb that pain right so we choose to numb it with the entertainment we choose to numb it with the alcohol we choose to numb it with the sex with with the going to football games or baseball games with the sports we are trying to free up our free time like human beings to be as free as we are, mm-hmm. are are existentially scared of that freedom we can't exist in silence on our own we have to fill the void with something. God forbid my attention is not on something for five minutes. I got to watch a YouTube video or listen to a podcast. Still <laughs> keep listening quiet. to us. Can't just fucking be silent. I'm scared of the freedom mm-hmm. 
right? So I don't know that I blame the institutions that have, or the corporations that have found out how to hack that and monetize it. I'm not mad at them. I'm not saying that I'm not doing the same thing here with this podcast. Well, I'm not saying I'm Maybe mad at them. <laughs> I don't think we're doing quite the same thing. Our audience does not have that dramatic of an impact. Okay, if we ever started having maybe a million, a hundred million people listen to us, <laughs> you, tell me, you tell me if we don't become the next Facebook or some fucking conglomerate out there vying for people's attention un- unintentionally, right? Like we I'm, not, become- I'm not saying that they're not doing what businesses do by taking advantage of an opportunity. That's not my message. So don't problem. be so like pro-corporate that you're like <laughs> just clouding my dialogue here I'm, I'm just saying, with other okay, points okay, that are okay, not okay. relevant. Right, right, right. Women's plain us. Women's plain us. Women's plain us. You keep saying that. That is not going to catch on. <laughs> <laughs> not a thing. Woman explain me. Not a Man explain me. How is woman explain me? Not a thing. <laughs> Man explaining is a thing. Woman explaining is, is just explaining. <laughs> okay. All I right, don't right. even know what, what the fuck we're talking about anymore. No, no. <laughs> remind me. Hold on. Remind me. Tell if me. I try to remind you, just say I'm mansplain it. No. Get us back on topic because okay. we went down a rant there. Okay. Get us back on topic. We, we, were, we were talking about human beings being painfully, painfully free. And I said mm-hmm. we can't handle that freedom. Mm-hmm. So that led into the corporations. And I said it's not their fault. They, they've just figured out how to life hack or hack what is a what is a function of just being human. Yeah. So, that, again, my, my point is not to blame the corporations and say that they're wrong for doing that, for taking opportunity where it is. What I'm saying is because we are so, like, strategically distracted at, at prime times, we are not necessarily living our best life and dealing the best hands that we possibly could because you're not freeing up your mind at the right times to shift your perspective. It's influencing you. It's telling you what your perspective should be and you're allowing that because you don't have that, like you said, five seconds to breathe and decide what you actually think. And it's so subtle that you're not even always aware of what's happening, that you're being influenced by the media. Like, I think that's what that's my point is we're not aware of how much we're influenced. We're not aware of how our perception is. I think because people have an idea for where influence comes from. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's the media. Like, no, the media, it's everything. The media like media is not newspapers. We're not talking about that. It's like the media media is is any music. The definition of media is any information you are allowing in that's coming from any external stimuli. A friend giving you advice that leads you to do something is influence, right? It doesn't have to be a, a, an, an interaction you witness that change your perspective your point, is that's, media. That's, that's what I'm saying. There is no free will. We're influenced by so much around us. People will say free will. I'm like, okay, you would have to be God. You really get like, you get, you get, like, I'm going to say it's like a, a 2% free will. <laughs> like you have 2% the only effect. free will you because, get. Because hold on, the free will is the decision yes or no to decide whether to act on the perception or to create a different perception exactly it's yes or no and and that's it's 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 binary do you see what i'm saying and and so but you can't control the perception you had prior to that because you already had it it was created for you 
And and so you're just going based off, do I choose to go along with this perception or do I choose to switch perception? So to live is to constantly respond to stimuli mm-hmm. and to make interpretations about said stimuli that lead to new stimuli which then leads to a different interpretation about that stimuli. Yes. That is the antithesis of free will. <laughs> That's a fun word. Antithesis. Antithesis <laughs> of free will. You know, this makes me even think about uh, Mary Poppins and that song that she sings, like, just a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. That's a perception and thing. It is. Like, you need that little that little bit of something to make, because you know the medicine's good for you, but it's so shitty and nasty, you can't really take it. And I'd I rather feel like- die than take this shit. Exactly. So what Viktor Frankl is talking about, that that choosing your perception, is choosing to take that little bit of sugar to mask the medicine taste so you can get through the shit you have to get through. It's like you can't change the way the medicine, uh, like how it comes, but you can change the effect a little bit or how it tastes by, by adding that little sugar and that little perspective in. So basically, it's all about purpose. Mm-hmm. And creating, I don't want to get sucked down another philosophy. I don't even necessarily think it's about purpose. I mean, to a to an overarching degree, like yeah, it is and it isn't. Be- like, because you you to find meaning in the, the purpose, suffering. I'm saying it could be as basic as just to survive that will to survive. Th- that's a purpose, right? Yeah, yeah, but 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 it's not always like a I don't know. Yeah, so purpose is not, I don't think it's what we think it is. When you say purpose, I is. think like life, mission, my goal. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Take over the world. <laughs> purpose. Yeah. But purpose could be how do I just fucking survive just to get through today? This. It's nothing beyond that. Just how do I get through this fucking day? What, yeah, what what interpretation can I give this? Like, I, I keep thinking through, I keep thinking about people who have gone through suffering in the world. Yeah. Like, suffering in generations, like, Think about the kids who fought in World War Two. Mm-hmm. You're watching your friends get killed, like all the wars, the Vietnams, like all the shit. And what do you have to tell yourself? What story do you to get up and go to to, to keep going? Mm-hmm. Like when there's nothing to live for. Yeah. What? Why keep going? Mm-hmm. You know. And and I like what interpretation. What what gets that grit just locked in there where you're going to push through no matter the pain, no matter the suffering? Even if what you're fighting for doesn't outweigh mm-hmm. the pain you're going through. Doesn't matter the cost. You, you still wouldn't almost give up. Right. Because you're in a concentration camp. It looks like Hitler's going to win the war. Mm, your there's whole family's no, there's gone. No, there's no food. There's no warmth. There's no kindness. There's no hope. Where? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe maybe some people are just built different than others. Again, I think I think from a mental health perspective, I know there are some people who are built differently. People who really struggle uh, with chemical imbalances that make it harder and harder for them to to choose or find happiness in their day to day life. Uh, depression is a real thing. Mental uh, dis- disorders are a real thing, and. So when I when we say to like choosing your perspective, I want to be careful. We're not talking about people who literally can't choose. Like their their brain is hardwired 
to not be able to choose. Yes, because that's a different level of depression, I think, when it's chemical like that versus when we get depressed or go through periods of depression in our lives. Like I have gone through periods of depression and periods of um, thoughts of suicide and and darkness and just there's no reason to go on. But I don't think I got to that chemical imbalance place of not being able to redirect and control and shift back from that. Switch your narrative. Yeah. So I've always been able to pull back and I would say, okay, think about your family. So when I had thoughts of suicide, I was still younger. I was living at home. Like I'm thinking about my mom and my sisters and I'm pulling myself back from those moments through them and through the, like you said, the reasons that I have to still live. And I think that's the difference between like what we're talking about choosing your perspective versus like the chemical imbalance where you can't choose your perspective does that make sense it does if you like what you heard leave us a five-star review on whatever audio platform you get your podcast on and you know i got a question for y'all if life took everything away from you Could you exercise what is one of the last remaining human freedoms? Your right to choose your own interpretation, regardless of the circumstance that fate or life deals you. Could you create a different reality through your mind than the reality presented in front of you? Fuck yeah. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next Next time. time.